Welcome to The Vanderpoint. Please join your hosts, Jessica Vanderkoy and Rachel Pointer, as they challenge each other and have critical conversations about disrupting and dismantling the systems that fuel human trafficking. These times when we pause every week to just just start connecting with each other, that's like my favorite time. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, like, the, hey, that's a totally different space than we were in. Was It's almost a year now. Yeah. When we first started talking, I don't know what our crazy idea was. Which would be less fucking... intimidating? A podcast we or writing a book? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad that we opted opted for this because there's been, you know, we set out to have personal growth and share our personal growth with other people. And then like it did kind of unfold, you know, and it, we're nearing the end of, of this project, right? Tying a bow on, and then where do we go from there? But Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's just progressively, progressively gotten better. And um, you're the only person that I consistently, other than like clients, that I consistently see every week. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm actually really proud of us because, well, I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself. I am wonderful about starting things. Like but you already know this is true about. Me. I I didn't say I didn't know it. I just said I can't speak for you. (laughs) Yeah. Wonderful about starting things. Not so much about seeing them through and finishing them. Yeah. It's interesting because I released my first book in 2018. So that's been a couple years now. But it took me 10 years to write. And it's not a very big book. It's a huge accomplishment. It is. And I used to laugh at people who would say that. And then I realized it took me 10 years to write this little thing and put Uh it out there into the universe. And not though there was this like, what do they call that imposter syndrome where I thought, well, you're not a writer. Like you can't put that stuff out into the universe. Right. But it was mostly just like staying connected to it to finish it. Right. Than anything else and not out of fear or anything like that. It was just like committing to that time. It's been awesome to see, you know, we've received a lot of feedback from people and that's always like super appreciative. Mm -hmm. My, you know, my barriers of not finishing things like you is that if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing, which is a, a thing that I have built into my own shame history and all sorts of other things of being worthy. And So this was um, the opportunity over the last 17 weeks to relax enough to say, you know, you are yourself. Nothing's perfect. You don't need Mm -hmm. to be perfect to be interesting. You don't need to be perfect to be worthy of listened to, Um, you know? Yeah. So that's been, um, that's been probably one of the most valuable pieces personally that's happened over the last 17 weeks plus. Yeah. I've really appreciated being able to just walk into this, which with our our goal, not necessarily being this lofty thing, we're in it for the process and the unfolding and unraveling. And it's, the, it's about the journey, not the destination, which yeah. is so contrary to the way that nonprofit world works. Specific like premise structures work. Yes. Yes. Because that's all about the destination. Like what's the yeah. next and and all of that. And this has been we more buy about. outcomes. We don't care about yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah. This has been more about the process. And I've really appreciated that, like just intentionally 
taking it back to why are we here in this space today? And, you know, where do we want to go today? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've had, we've had our outline and it has, it actually surprisingly has stayed fairly the same. Mm -hmm. The outline, the content, the content (laughs) is another story, but (laughs) I had a mind of its own. Oh, so much so. of it depends on our mood that day, what's going on personally, mm-hmm. particulate you are that day. Like, it, I mean, there's so many things that fall into, which is what I've liked about our process. We said, okay, like we're going to have an organic conversation. Sometimes those conversations are going to make a ton of sense. And there's going to be like these gems that are dropped repeatedly and listeners are like, oh, um, goodness. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And then I'm sure there's episodes where it's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure there are because I'm sure when I was editing, I was like, what are we talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's moments when I'm editing and I'm like, Jessica, just stop. Just stop. Just right there. Right there. Right <laughs> just, there. You made the point. point. Stick the landing. Walk away. <laughs> Stick the landing. Yes. <laughs> well, so what, you know, we're, we're preparing both of us to go on vacation break (laughs) a break well okay so vacation from I realize that maybe your plans aren't seashells and ocean or mountains which we we label as vacation but I think a rest right a rest period taking the time to come back to center I'm I'm doing a girl's trip with my daughters um which I'm super excited about I I took a trip with them this summer and it was our first you know they're teenagers so I'm still the adult I still pay for everything <laughs> but um, I'm not really having to you know be like you know hold my hand or this yeah. is the plan for the day they help to make plan kind of thing so it's different traveling and I um took a trip with them this summer and I learned they're really great travel partners. As soon as we got back from that trip, I said, you know, we've been planning this other trip for like two years and then COVID and knee surgery and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And I said, we're just doing it because it, we, we had such a great time together. So I'm excited to be able to not be able, not, I don't have, I've, I've positioned myself where it's going to be a time of I'm not thinking about nothing else. So actual rest. Yeah. Being able to be fully present with how that unfolds. So I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. We will be taking a trip um, back to the Midwestern part of the world. So that will be nice before holiday traffic congestion, illness that spreads through the holidays. You know, mm-hmm. all of that. So that'll be fun. But then coming back, we'll be able to, you know, this will really be the first time we'll be just us primarily for the holidays. So we'll be able to really settle into our own traditions and seeing what that's like and uh, spending time, hopefully more time outside because you're in a warmer climate. We're yeah. In warmer climate. <laughs> yeah. That's a gift. Be- the best part of winter will be that I think winter in um, Iowa and Nebraska can be mm-hmm. pretty <laughs> miserable. Yeah. 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 So many of us uh, seasonal affective disorder is real and it impacts me every mm-hmm. year and it gets worse as I get older. And although I have, you know, learned some, some coping techniques and strategies and there's th- certain things that we do, um, in the winter that I don't do in the summer. Yeah. Those, those days upon days upon days upon days 
in the the Nebraska and Iowa winter where you just like lucky if you see the sun it feels like um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> looking looking forward to not dealing with that as much yeah so, a new experience yeah it'll be lovely I think I hope anyway yeah so it'll be nice to you know to get away for a little bit and then come back home enter that stressful but also enjoyable time of year and I think this is a perfect spot for us you know um, we've been talking the last couple weeks about taking better care of ourselves and really tending to our personhood as as kind of a rebellious act almost against the way that society is set up and how we've really been socialized and trained our whole lives to to be you know looking out for the other guy first and um you know you're lazy and whatever if you take a break and vacation is only for these set amount of days during a set time of year and like you can't rest and and pace yourself because you're always chasing after something else and i feel like it's important for us to continue to model right changing that changing that behavior, but then also being public about the fact that we're changing that behavior, not to chase likes or whatever. It's not a performative thing for us. It's just, I don't know about you. For me, I really feel very strongly that as a leader in this space, because I am, whether I intend to be or not, it's important for me to be open with folks about where I'm at and why I'm doing what I'm doing, modeling that in the public eye, recognizing that I screw up and being open about that when I screw up, right? If this is something that resonates for you, something that, you know, you've been trying to think of how do I get out of this cycle of always going after more and always being exhausted because I'm working so damn hard and I can't take a break and I don't feel like I can take a break ever. And it's so exhausting and so exhausting, so exhausting, right? If that resonates for you, but there's no one out there who's showing you that it can be done a different way, Mm -hmm. then it's hard to change and shift that. And I feel like that's kind of my space. Like I can step into that. And this is one way that you could change that. Mm -hmm. This is how I am, you know, I recognized what, when I've published my workbook, that was one of the reasons why I actually published it because I've been using the material for a long time and mm-hmm. coaching, but recognizing that I was in this place that really I needed to lean into leading out loud instead mm-hmm. of behind the scenes, which is where I feel the most comfortable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I really want to move things forward and I really want, you know, especially having a kid in the house, like recognizing I can't just close the doors and expect that he's going to learn a different way. He's watching me to see how things are, to see what's possible, to see, is it safe to, to test that limit? Is it acceptable to challenge this space? Um so just really feeling like I needed to lean into that more. So even just the idea of saying we're taking a break mm-hmm. is really bizarre. Not because taking a break is bizarre, but 
Like usually you just take a break and you have something to cover up the fact that you're taking a break because you must be productive at all times. But gosh, this is one of those ways that we can interrupt this system. We're taking a break. You can go back and listen to to old episodes if you want to. You can't get enough of us so you can listen to us (laughs) on repeat or whatever, but we have to take the space for ourselves so that we can stay in it. Yeah. That we can be aligned within ourselves. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like, I just like always being willing to do what I ask other people to do. Mm -hmm. I think there's authenticity in that. And when I'm telling other, other folks in my compassionate spirit of, you know, you really need to rest and (laughs) you've done enough. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that today wasn't productive and that you're not finishing the project first before you rest, right? Because yeah. we, we we could have done that, right? We could have said, let's do our last two episodes and then take a break. But I I love that we're listening to what, our, what we need, what our family needs and um, things that we're excited about. And we're just going to take the break and we're giving permission for other people to do the same. Yeah. Um, there's a real authenticity for me to be able to, because I tell people that all the time. I've told you that. You've told me that. And then it's like, but if you're never willing to do it for yourself, it's like, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So when we come back from break, we have, we'll have two more episodes for this mm-hmm. season. Um, and we'll decide, you know, does season two have Is a this? life? Or, <laughs> or are we going to go a different direction? Or is this, you know, where we are and we build off of this in some other way? I don't know yet. But what are you looking forward to coming into those last two episodes? Um, I'm excited about talking about um, what healing and justice looks like on a continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an episode where we talked a little bit about redefining accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, you know, and being able to, to ask people who have lived experience and been impacted potentially by a crime or violence or trauma, um, what they actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's sort of this, all of the things we've talked about wrapped up in one, right? It's about being survivor centered. It's about being um, trauma ready. It's about not utilizing systems just the way they've always always been utilized because someone says we utilize them that way, right? So it's sort of the culmination of, of a lot of our conversations in sort of an end game thing, right? Like how can we, how can we change the conversation to have healing and justice look like uh, it's meaningful to the person who's impacted, right? How do we change mm-hmm. the accountability? And then what programs are already doing it well? Where can we, we don't have to recreate the wheel, right? We don't have to start from ground, you know, zero with, with nothing. We can look to, there are lots of leaders around the country who are already doing that work. And so I'm excited to be able to kind of talk about that and, um, it just feels like kind of tying a bow on the last, you know, the previous 17 conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think one of the things that I've kind of trained myself to ask internally when I am working with folks is that question of what is, what is healing? What is justice? but adding to like, according to who, and that has really, um, that has really shifted a lot of my thinking patterns, but also what I actually say to folks, mm-hmm. um, and how I guide them in, in changing or adjusting things. 
Um, and so I'm really excited about that conversation, really thinking more deeply and, and kind of challenging each other, I'm sure, on, well, what does that mean? How do we define those things? And, and what does that really mean for the community and for survivors or folks who've been victimized? Yeah, so that's going to be exciting, I think. And, and, and also, I feel like if you're tuning into these episodes sometimes and, and just like listening to us talk about how everything is screwed up, um, sometimes, sometimes it can be hard to just sit with that. And I, we've, we have tried to make us sit with it anyway, mm-hmm. right? That it's uncomfortable. It's gross. It stinks. Um, it's super frustrating, damaging, just hearing all of that stuff about how the systems are set up to perpetuate violence against very specific groups of people. And so we've been kind of letting uh, ourselves sit with that too throughout this process. So coming to a place where we can start to talk about a little bit more so we know what screwed up looks like. What does it look like to enter into partnership healing spaces, uh, community spaces, right? We had we had some of that conversation with Aubrey way back when they were on um, with us. And those were amazing conversations. Um, just looking forward to really being able to paint a bigger picture and to imagine and dream a little bit, right? Around yeah. what can this look like? We, I think we're going to be unraveling and unveiling the ugliness of all of it for a really long time as a field, but also individually. We've we've all been very deeply impacted by white supremacy and patriarchal structures and capitalism. We need to dive into that. We need to sit with the ugliness of that and how many of us have benefited from those systems and how they have really damaged other folks. And we also need to start imagining what it could look like with a different system, with a different way of being um, right. you know dismantling how we do things it, that's how we get back to imagining a new way right right changing all of that which is why we kind of set out on this journey right because we knew that those systems were the foundation and the strength and the power behind the crime of trafficking um and so you know being able to kind of have this conversation and and expose some of that that ugliness that's there um, which at times I feel like was balanced with with some joy, some memories of stories of collaboration and success of people mm-hmm. we've cared about and um, walked alongside, um, mixed with, you know, Aubrey's energy that came with, you know, really this idea of how beautiful and creative people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so although there's ugliness to it, there's also always things that can be pulled out of that, that fuel our next our next direction. And, and hopefully that's, that's what this is beginning for people. Mm-hmm. Thank you for witnessing today's conversation on the Vanderpoint. Jessica and Rachel hope you will join them next time as they continue engaging in this critical work.